0: So this week, I am joined by Francesca Altoft, who is a racing photographer. You might have seen her at the race course. I often see her in the parade ring, seen her in the press room before. We're going to try and get to know a little bit more about her in the next 20 minutes or so. And also as well, I um, understand a bit more what it's like to be a racing photographer. But uh, thanks for joining us, Fran. Um, and I think we'll start really with where you got into racing and also as well, photography. Where did it all begin for you? Um,
1: to be honest, I don't really know I sort of fell into it which sounds really weird but I pretty much stole my dad's camera when I was age 12 took it to market raising one day and for a 12 year old using a camera for the first time the photo turned out pretty good and I thought you know what quite like this so I just stuck at it while I was at school going racing at weekends in the school holidays my dad traveled a lot with his work so i used to go with him all around the yorkshire courses and down to utoxeter and places like that um and then yeah when i was i think it was 2016 or 2015 a guy called bruce who runs a camera shop in swindon called t4 cameras he approached me saying that um, Gavin James, who was cross photographer at Cheltenham, needed help as a runner, um, so collecting memory cards from the photographers, running them back to the printer to so the photo could be printed for the winning connection straight after the race. Um, I almost didn't make the phone call to Gavin because I was scared and I thought, as a 17-year-old girl, nobody would want me in that job. I thought, I've got absolutely no chance whatsoever. and um, but i rung him and he said you know what come to the november meeting come on the friday we'll see what you can do um and then it just all sort of went from there as soon as i got my insurance sorted um because we have to be insured for quite a high amount obviously what we do is quite high risk um and as soon as that was sorted my first race day was the day that many clouds won the hennessy oh yeah,
2: yeah, yeah
1: um with the photo of him crossing the finish line which Newbury actually ended up using pretty much everywhere you can imagine. I mean, it's still on the wall in the Many Clouds bar at the mm, Ranger Club. Yeah, now. I think I've seen it. Um, yeah, the round one near the parade ring. It's mm-hmm. still the background on the wall in there. Um, so it all just sort of went from there, really. And I was quite lucky that I got on with the majority of the other photographers straight away because mm-hmm. um, I think they saw that I was trying to do it the right way um by so almost doing an apprenticeship to start with rather than just walking in there and acting like i own the place i have a god-given right to be here and mm-hmm. um, i actually learned the trade started out you know i was still at school i was, probably didn't do myself many favors at school while i was doing my a-levels because i was never there because i was always off racing somewhere Um being based up in lincolnshire the courses that i was working at probably weren't ideal yeah. location-wise um because i mean gavin had um he had Cheltenham, he had sandown epsom windsor all of the courses sort of along the m4 around mm. the m25 yeah and um, i was helping other photographers as well i was helping steve cargill at Ascot, and um, john hoy at newmarket Um but yeah, I mean, it all just sort of fell into place, but it was a lot of hard work and proven a lot of people wrong. Yeah. And especially my school. You know, they wanted me to go to uni. I was at a grammar school in Lincolnshire, mm-hmm. and they were desperate for me to go and do some sort of business degree at one of the top universities. And I said to them, I said, no, because I said, if I turn this job down now, it's not going to be there in
0: four or five years time when i finished at uni no that's that's really interesting so going back to maybe when your early time starting out was it what came first was it the photography or the racing and if it was maybe say racing first did you ever look at maybe looking at any other and any other areas of the industry for work or did you kind of want Uh, to put the two together
1: I i wanted wanted to be a jockey (laughs) oh really um which we quickly ended that desire um at quite a young age i think that was probably one of the reasons that my parents shoved a camera in my hand yeah
2: Um,
1: and we went to a few sort of open days at the northern racing college and things like that and i've always loved horses i've ridden since i was eight years old um so my great granddad was in the royal horse artillery so i think that's where my love of horses came yes, from. The there, was ne- there, was, there was never a picture of him without a horse so we think it skipped two generations and came to me um hmm. my grandpa used to take me racing all the time um at weekends at market raising and places like that and um, know I, I just absolutely love it and that's it i i love racing before i love photography so. Hmm. It makes
0: the job so much easier on the bad days. Yeah, no, it's always a drive for me. It's a shame, obviously, at the time of recording, we've got the coronavirus going on, so there's no racing in Britain or Ireland. And that's, I've been through a lot in the last few years with my health and stuff. But racing, if I get up in the morning and I'm not feeling good, to know that there's, there's some on the telly or you can go somewhere and watch it, that's always like a massive kick for me to. Get up, and you know there's going to be a good day's racing ahead. But um going back to your photography, and you're just govern you are good at it. Did did you ever think, oh, maybe I need to go to college, or you need to study photography? Obviously, you said your school were trying to push you to go to university to study stuff in in the business uh, industry. But was did you always think maybe actually I need to go and learn how to do f- photography properly? Or have you done any courses to help you with your photography? Um, no, I
1: haven't any courses whatsoever. I'm completely self-taught. I mean, my dad was pretty good at photography when I started out anyway. So he helped me a lot with the basics. And then as soon as I started working for Gavin and I was working alongside you know some of the most respected photographers in not just in racing, but in sport in general, Mm. you know, at at places like Cheltenham and Ascot, you get photographers coming from all different areas of sport and even the Royal photographers and things like that. And you learn so much from working alongside them. I don't think you necessarily need um, to have any sort of qualifications at all. I think what you learn through experience is more than enough. And that's the biggest part of it is to have the experience because Every race is different, and you sort of can't teach how to photograph a race because you can't in any way simulate exactly what a horse is going to do no. in any particular thing. I mean, I've had so many people help me out in various ways over the last couple of years. And I've had people who have shadowed me, and people who have helped me out, um, and Becky Bailey, she still helps me out now um but those people you know a lot of the time when they're doing it for the first time mm-hmm. they're they're quite shocked at how you know how fast moving it is and mm. how you don't really have time to think you have to be ready oh yeah and you know because everything is so different and from one race to another i mean if i especially on the flat i mean the jumps i actually find easier because yeah. you know that a horse is going to jump somewhere on that fence
2: yeah you, know, I...
1: you you're ready. you're ready for them coming over that fence, you know, whether there's two or three of them and they're likely to be towards the middle of it a lot of the time, you know, that, I find it a lot easier. Whereas on the flat, I find, you know, especially with the young horses mm-hmm. and they can, they can be weaving about and you, in the sprints you have horses that finish fast and they come down the outside and you're not ready for them coming down the outside. You've got to be so aware of it and... A lot of the time, you've almost got to have your mind in three different places because you're listening to the commentary. You're also watching what's happening through your lens and you're trying to keep an eye on the Mm. screen to keep an eye on if there are any late finishes coming down the outside that you might not have seen through your lens. Yeah. Yeah, And you can't teach that. No matter how much you would try to teach somebody how to do that job, I don't think you can teach it in a classroom or
0: a course or anything like that. I think that would probably be the same with all sports. No, I I, I agree with you, uh, especially with the jumps as well. One uh, of my first jobs in racing, I used to do the social media at uh, Win Canton. I was very fortunate and I used to always go down by the, the last fence and I used to talk to a photographer. I can't remember his name now. You probably know him. Um, and it was great. You always knew that, um, you were gonna get like the million dollar shot. Shot is it worth to go on Facebook and Twitter? But obviously you're taking far more photog- photos than I was, and I just had my 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 trusty iPhone. But I, yeah, I can imagine um, working on the flat. It must be a lot a lot harder. Have you ever had any close calls? Any horses nearly come into you? At any of the jumps or like gone a bit wild? <laughs> being a photographer because sometimes you see horses going through rails and stuff and you think oh i remember one time when i was at wind and a horse nearly came into me when i was by the rail taking a picture so so yeah it's always you have to be very wary yeah
1: exactly i mean that that's why you know we're all insured, short mass, like we've all got a minimum of five million public insurance public liability insurance thinking in wow. the minute um which has obviously gone up in recent years, due to various incidents, um, but no, I think we're we're all pretty aware of horses and where they're going and what they're doing and where's safe to be. Mm. Um, as far as you can be safe when you're standing that close to horses going that fast. Um, and which is why we always try to make sure that anybody who is coming into the the industry as an outsider, as it is. You know that they they have to know the rules and they have to know where they're allowed to stand because if you're somewhere where you're not supposed to be that's when things go wrong and they can go wrong very quickly and if it does go wrong it doesn't just impact on one person it impacts on everybody that's doing it and the rules will be tightened for everyone
0: mm mm-hmm. no, no I completely understand that but going back to like how your careers developed would you say? knowing the right people has got you to where you are today. I, I mean, I found that for myself, going through the ranks of trying to become a racing journalist. The the more people I've known, the more easier i found things. Would you agree with that statement? Is that something you yeah, found?
1: Yeah, absolutely. 100%. I mean, I've said all of that, you know, there's so many people that I have to thank for where I am now. And if I didn't know those people, it wouldn't matter how good a photographer I am. I
0: wouldn't have got to where I am now. No, it, it's just it, it, it's just who you know and really in the industry and if you know the right people they'll hopefully help you get to the right places. So I see that you're now the official photographer of Newbury if I'm correct. How, how did that that how did that job come about? That's a pretty big deal to be the official photographer for one of Ray, or the racing in the UK one of our biggest tracks.
1: Yeah, so um, I think it was October 2016 and um, Gavin James decided that he was going to retire from racing photography. Um, so that came as quite a big shock because I was working for him at eight different courses and that was 90% of my work. Um, at that stage I thought, oh dear, um, this is all over before it's really begun. Um, but um I think within about a week Newbury were on the phone to me and they just said you know you've worked for Gavin here we like your work do you want to just basically carry on where he's left off so um they did that and Cheltenham did the same I worked for Steve Cargill at Cheltenham for a couple of years but we now do that job as a team Mm -hmm. um so there's there's three of us really there's me Steve Kaggle and Becky Bailey we do Cheltenham together yeah and um, that's quite a big job
2: yeah I imagine um, it would
1: so it's always handy to have somebody on the finish line at Cheltenham, um, as well as covering the fences mm-hmm. um hot races like champ coming up <laughs> from nowhere yeah we don't we we had no chance of getting him over the last um so having somebody on the finish line there always helps. um Vanessa, no, so I I took on um Windsor from Gavin as well. Um you know, Windsor's my baby really, I absolutely love the place. Um and then Huntingdon um came to me. Somebody I'd worked with at Cheltenham was working there um, and came to me when they were looking for a new photographer um a couple of seasons ago. And um, this is, I think this is my sec no, this is my third second or third season, I can't remember which, it all goes, it all goes into,
2: Yeah, goes into does. Work
1: really. Um, but no, so I've got four courses and I absolutely love all four of them. Yeah, you know, they're all great to work for and they're all different, which makes it so much more enjoyable.
2: Yeah, that's, yeah,
0: you, obviously you've got a mixture of flat and jumps between those courses. Have you ever had the chance to go abroad to, um, cover racing have you been to ireland or if someone said fran i want you to go down for the melbourne cup or the breeders cup in america would that be something you would jump at the chance to
1: oh i'd I'd love it i've not been i've not been abroad um racing yet um you know i wanted to sort of cement everything that i had over here and especially during this summer i'm so busy Mm -hmm. obviously not not at the minute but usually this would be one of my busiest times of year um so normally in the summer, I'd sort of be working five or six days a week because aside from my own race courses, I do a lot of work for time form as well. Yeah. Um, as well as help. still I still help other photographers out when I'm needed. Um, So I'd sort of, I'd be working five or six days a week, which doesn't really leave much time for anything else. But during the jump season, I have a lot of time in between race meetings. Um which I would love to go to places like Dubai and Australia. And I was going to go to Punch's Town this year
2: um,
1: if I could could sort it out. Obviously, that's um, that's a plan that's disappeared into thin air at the minute. But, no, I mean, it's definitely something that I love to do, travelling a bit more with work.
0: No, it's always good, I think, to explore more. I myself haven't. Ventured off these shores yet to go racing, but it's something definitely I would like to to do in my um, bucket list. Something I would like to talk about um, something away from yourself, but obviously you would have had experience this in the industry. I've seen recently there's been quite a lot of photographers getting quite a lot of their pictures being snapped up by other people within the media, and it's and it's not their. Um, it's obviously they don't have the right they shouldn't really have the rights to use those photos without um your permission have you experienced a lot of people grabbing your photos and not asking you the permission to use them
1: yeah absolutely i mean it happens all the time almost every day you'll spot somebody using your photo and whether they've kept your watermark on it or not um you know and it's very very frustrating um because the photographer (laughs) unless written permission has been given the photographer still has the rights to that those images mm-hmm. um which and i i think a lot of people it's just that they don't understand that it is it's is illegal yeah it, you know it's against it's against the copyright laws if you use a photo without written permission and you know whether that's been put into the public domain on on social media or whatever you know it's it's still courtesy to ask if you can use those images yeah and a lot of us to be fair if the image is watermarked and somebody says to us can i share this on my instagram or something like that you know a lot of us are kind enough to say yeah go ahead you know just leave the watermark on there um but it, it does get frustrating when you see people that have used the images and they've cropped off the watermark mm. and things like that and Especially at the minute when we're relying on the sales of old images to make any sort of income at the minute with yeah. no racing. None of us are getting paid apart from selling old images and with all of these um photo challenges that have been on Instagram and things like that. We were all sat there going, Yeah, that would have been quite a lot of money with all of these people that mm. have used our photos for that. You know, it's it, it does get frustrating.
0: Yeah, I, I can imagine. I mean, I, I haven't had too many people ask me to use my photos, but when I was at uh, wind and we used to get a lot of people saying, like, can we use your photos? Like, we really like them. We want to use them in our newsletter, for example, or, or something like that. So I can only just, I'm only at the tip of the iceberg with this um, problem from what I've experienced. But I can see that it must be a real um, bugbear for you. To also, as well, looking at other um, pieces of work that you do I noticed that you're trying to um, visit more stables is that something you've done in the past gone to a lot of stables doing maybe I don't know open mornings for people when they've got their yards open is that an area you want to try and move into a bit more? Yeah
1: exactly. your wife? when I was based up in Lincolnshire, obviously there's not that many yards up there. So I didn't really get that much time to be able to do things like that. But mm-hmm. um, last last September I moved down to Newbury um, to be closer to all of the race courses I work at because the driving was getting way too much.
2: Yeah, so happy. obviously now
1: I've got so many yards around here and, um, and you know, even yards that are further away are so accessible now with, the m4 and the m3 so close by and so you know i'd I'd love to get into more yards you know photos on the gallops and photos of stable staff with their horses it just for me that's more enjoyable than the actual racing because those photos mean so much to the staff Um, and it's something that i've found you every day during cheltenham i was out on the gallops with the irish horses and the stable stuff they just absolutely love the photos because it's so rare for them to get photos of them riding mm-hmm. the, their superstars yeah um you know that i, I find that's such a good way to make you know that that's the way that you make a lot of your connections as well by getting your face seen in yards and places like that um but obviously not not just training
2: yards now i've
0: got so many studs around here that i'd love to get into as well yeah yeah that's something i'm looking into maybe trying to speak to someone about bloodstock i'd love to have someone on that side of things on the podcast to find out more but there, there's so many different areas you can go in this industry if say you looking more to the future of where you want to go where what's your ambitions for the rest of your career are you quite happy to be where you are now or are you still looking to progress further and get a bit more out of your photography?
1: Um. Yeah I think to be brutally honest I think the courses that I've got to my name and the jobs that I have it's the right amount to keep a balance of having enough work but being able to do the job well. Um, I've not got too much because you know I I'm not saying I'd never take on another race course, but at the moment I feel that the work that I do for the courses that I have is of a very high standard and I wouldn't want that to suffer by taking on too much work and doing too much and not having the time for the editing because the taking of the photos is probably only 10% of the actual work in this job and the rest of the time is spent editing and printing orders and things like that and you know that's something that you have to be very careful that you leave enough time for especially during the summer when there's so much racing on you know you have still got to have time to be able to say I've, I have Windsor on a Monday and Newbury on a Tuesday I don't want to be doing too much on the Wednesday and Thursday because I have to get the photos to them quickly for them to use for their marketing and things like that so now I think at the moment i'm happy with the work that i have but you know if, if the right opportunities come along yeah you, know,
0: you can't turn them down in this world no i i agree with you there but um no thanks for coming on uh for this podcast uh fran if people want to okay. go and, yeah if people want to go and see more of your work um have you got a website you can they can go to
1: yeah, so my website is uk and the link to that is on all of my social media pages as well. Um, a lot of my work can be found on Instagram and Twitter. Um, and yeah, if anybody has any special requests for any particular horses or montages or things like that, then feel free to give me a shout. And obviously, when all this is over, if anybody wants me in any yards or studs, then just give me a
0: shout as well yeah great hopefully some people listen to this and uh, take you up on that offer but yeah that's all we got time for this week and uh, please subscribe to our soundcloud account here at in the saddle pod you can also as well follow us using our handle as well which is also at in the saddle pod and we'll be back with more podcast soon